Welcome to Podcast at Boatwright. I'm Lucretia McCulley, Director of Outreach Services at Boatwright Library. Our author today is Thad Williamson, Assistant Professor of Leadership Studies. Dr. Williamson is the author of a new book, Sprawl, Justice, and Citizenship, The Civic Cost of the American Way of Life, published in May 2010 by Oxford University Press. The book combines the use of political theory and empirical investigation to assess the benefits and costs of sprawling development patterns in the United States. Utilizing a landmark 30,000-person survey, Williamson shows that sprawl fosters civic disengagement, accentuates inequality, and negatively impacts the environment. Thad, thank you for joining us today. And what inspired you to write on this particular topic? Well, I think my uh, interest in this book, first of all, comes from a long-standing interest in social justice issues um, and, and the question of how do we as a society, why do we as a society continue to tolerate uh, a set of social arrangements with arrangements which some people are clearly advantaged over others and, and, and you know, I think many people across the political spectrum believe in the idea of something like equal opportunity, but almost no serious person thinks that's an actual reality in American society. And I have come to the view, and I'm not the first person to arrive at this view, but, but, but that the perpetuation of inequality uh, in the United States is deeply tied up with the way we organize our, our metropolitan areas. And this is something I really first became aware of when uh, uh, I lived in Washington, D.C., uh, coming right out of college. And before that, I really not really thought about cities in, in any kind of detailed way. I really thought about justice at sort of the national, international level. But Washington, D.C. Is, is a great example because you have uh, a city that um, has a substandard school system, many social problems, uh, many problems with crime, a lot of problems with dysfunctional city government on the one hand. On the other hand, you go out across the city borders and you find some of the most affluent communities uh, in the entire country. And these are well-educated people, often with government jobs or lobbying jobs, whose prosperity is actually directly dependent on the federal government. And what I noticed from living there is the people in the suburban areas felt very little responsibility or connection with the people uh, living in, in the city. Um, and, and so th that led me to want to in, uh, investigate further uh, how, how suburbanization uh, and, and sprawl have become mechanisms for perpetuating inequality. A second, like a lot of people are interested in sprawl uh, or have gotten interested in sprawl, you know, I would admit at the beginning of all this, I had sort of a visceral negative reaction to strip malls and long pileups of traffic and people honking at one another and people spending all day long in the car. I thought that seems not a healthy way to live. And, but it's very difficult to get beyond anecdotal evidence and really say, okay, what's really going on there? What is the community quality of life uh, in suburban areas? And I think one way the um, one, one uh, advance this book makes is, that is actually look at actual detailed empirical evidence showing the relationship between uh, spatial context and a whole variety of outcomes. And what I found was a more complex picture than I actually thought when I first started. So it it's, shows that it pays to look at the evidence. All right. Well, thank you. Um, as you did this research, how did students contribute to the development of this book? 
Well, um, I had taught uh, material from this book in three different classes, uh, two at, uh, at U of R, one at, at Harvard. Um, and the feedback I got from students, and, and some of them did term papers, uh, looking at specific things related to questions of sprawl were all, all very helpful. Um, one particular thing I hired students to do at U of R was to spend uh, literally hours uh, using Google Earth to take photos of different census tract locations in the United States. And, and basically it, it was an exercise to confirm that the measures of sprawl I was using, uh, which, which had to do with basically the age of the neighborhood and how dependent a particular neighborhood is on automobiles, that those were pretty valid measures of land use. And so what the students were able to do is basically say, if you take pictures of, of uh, car dependent places and pictures of places that uh, where people are using more mass transit or walking around, they look very, very different from above. You can really see the difference in the way the streets are laid out. And so it's really to have uh, that, that, that people power to, to do that work and also to confirm it wasn't just my eyes making the judgment, other people see the same thing I was seeing. That was extremely helpful. And then at a later stage, I was, as I was finalizing the book, uh, um, I had a, a couple of excellent students who helped me with checking footnotes and that sort of thing. Well, how uh, do you think the University of Richmond community or even the greater Richmond community uh, could use this book to address various social issues? Well, I, I think uh, Richmond is in many ways uh, an exemplar of, of the problems with, with sprawl uh, in the like Washington, D.C., we too are a majority African-American city that has experienced a lot of middle-class flight of, of whites and blacks uh, since the 60s. And um, growth continues in, in Richmond uh, to be disproportionately located uh, in, in, in the counties. Um, so so you know, the metropolitan area gets bigger and bigger, but the city has pretty much stayed the same. So I, I think that... Uh, you could learn a lot uh, about the general kinds of problems facing Richmond for reading this book, even though I don't talk about Richmond in particular mm -hmm. uh, very much. I do have a couple of references to particular places in Richmond here and there uh, for purposes of, of illustration. Um, and yeah, in, in general, I, I hope that this is a resource for allowing people to think more critically about the society we live in and, and to begin thinking uh, about how uh, basic patterns to shape American life get realized in space. Okay, well thank you. And picking up on that, um, how would you envision undergraduate students using this book for their study and research, either here at the University of Richmond or elsewhere? Um, several ways. One is, uh, I think anyone who's interested in cities or urban politics uh, should find the book interesting. And I think it's a good um, overview uh, of some of the basic problems facing cities. Secondly, anyone who's very uh, serious at all about social justice and also comparing different conceptions of social justice, because one uh, sort of novelty of the book is I don't just take one perspective on justice and say this is the right way. I pick up several different perspectives and compare and contrast. You know, and I have my own views on this and I make arguments at the end for, for uh, one view over the other, but, but I want to pick it up looking for multiple, uh, multiple lenses. And so I think you know students who are, who are interested in uh, uh, thinking seriously about what social justice means, both in a theoretical way and an applied way, uh, will find the book uh, useful.
And our last question, how did library services support you in writing this book? Um, you know, I can't count the stars. You know, <laughs> uh, and I can't count how many books I checked out, you know, over, you know, eight or nine year period uh, of working on, on this topic. Uh, it's, the book is, is interdisciplinary and touches on many different subfields. And so I've checked out, you know, literally hundreds, if not thousands of books, made many, many, you know, library loan requests. Uh, also looked at quite a bit of academic journal literature in different subfields. Um, and, and also used, uh, you know, library resources for things such as government documents, you know, and, and looking at old census definitions and, and, and that sort of thing. So really the, the library uh, services at, at University of Richmond and prior to that, Harvard were absolutely indispensable in, in making the book happen. I'm very appreciative. Well, thank you, Dr. Williamson, for your conversation today. Sprawl, Justice, and Citizenship, The Civic Cost of the American Way of Life is available in Boatwright Library, and it's on sale in the University Bookstore. You've been listening to podcasts at Boatwright. Your host was Lucretia McCauley. Our guest was Dr. Thad Williamson. Editing and production was performed by Andy Morton. We welcome your comments and suggestions on our blog as well as by email. Visit Boatwright Library on the web at library.richmond.edu.